0: What are some practical ways that we can learn to spend time with the Lord? Hi, my name is David Dennis, and I'm with the Kansas Communities Ministry with the Navigators. Thanks so much for joining me today for this third of three podcasts. Two weeks ago, we looked at the reliability of Scripture. Last week, we talked about the importance of seeking the Lord of the Word and just wanting to spend time with Him to get Him, get to know Him more intimately. This week, we're going to look at some practical aspects of spending time with God. These are some practical things that people have found helpful as they learn to spend time with the Lord. The first thing, I think, is to simply pray, Lord, speak to me through your word today. In that prayer, we want to remember that we are to have a teachable attitude. We are to be humble. And to not come to the Lord in a demanding way, but just being open to His Holy Spirit, teaching us through His Word. Many people have found it helpful to divide their time with the Lord into three sections. Observation, interpretation, and application. So let's look at that very briefly. Observation. After you read a passage, it's helpful to focus on just one or two verses. So during the observation part, just write down word for word that verse that most spoke to you. Write down the reference and just write down the actual words as well. During the interpretation part of our quiet time, there are several things we can look at. First of all, we want to ask questions. We want to ask questions. We want to say, what is the setting here? Who all is involved? What's going on? So we ask questions and try to answer them. Secondly, during the interpretation part, we might want to emphasize different words. In this regard, I found it helpful to look up definitions of words. You could look them up in a regular Webster's Dictionary or look them up in a Bible Dictionary such as Vine's Bible Dictionary or some other resources that I'll refer to later. Also, in the interpretation part, it's helpful to paraphrase the verse in question. Just restate it in your own words, and that often helps me to really get to the heart of what the Lord is teaching me. Finally, during the interpretation part of the time, we want to look at other cross-references, and that you can do. Many Bibles have cross-references in the margins or in the footnotes, or you can go to a resource online, and again, I'll talk about that a little bit later. So that's observation, write down the verse that most spoke to you. Interpretation, ask questions, emphasize different words and define them. Paraphrase the verse and then look for other scriptures or cross-references. And finally, the third part after observation and interpretation is application. What is one thing the Lord is asking me to do to apply what I've learned today? That application should be For the short term, what can I do today? What can I do in the next six hours? What can I do in the next 24 hours to apply a principle that God has taught me through His Word? It could be perhaps something the Holy Spirit has brought to mind, the sin that you need to avoid. It could be a new promise that you claim from Scripture. It could be something new that you learned about um, God. It could be something that you need to confess These are all ideas of ways you can apply the scripture that you've just read. And finally, after that, we want to spend time, extended time, in prayer back to God. You know, God speaks to us primarily through his word, and we speak back to God through prayer. So you've spent this time in God's word, in observation, interpretation, and application. He has spoken to your heart. Now it's time to speak back to God in prayer. Well, what are some um, questions and answers about this on a practical basis? There are six that I've thought of. First of all, people might ask, well, how much should I read? How much should I read? And that's a good question. I think starting out, I wouldn't read more than a paragraph or perhaps a chapter a day, and then just focus on one or two verses from that. Question number two, when should I have my quiet time? When should I have my quiet time? If we look at the example of our master, the Lord Jesus, he spent all night in prayer sometimes. And that may be a bit too much for many of us, particularly as we're just getting started. Psalm 5.3 says, My voice shalt thou hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning will I direct my prayer unto thee, and will look up. Psalm 5.3 three. So many people have found that first thing in the morning is the best time to have our quiet time. There's nothing magical about that. No rule that says we have to do that. And for some people, it may be better to do it in the middle of the day during a break time at work. It may be good to do it in the evening or even at night time. But I would just say from my standpoint, from my own personal life, I have found it best to make it a priority and do it first thing in the morning. And that way other things don't crowd out that important time with the Lord. Well, question number three, should I follow a reading plan? Should I follow a reading plan? There are many reading plans that will take you through the Bible in one year or two years or three years, and that's fine to do. Nothing wrong with that. Right now I'm following one that's a chronological reading plan that takes me through the Bible in a year. But I think just getting started, I would recommend that you not necessarily follow a reading plan in that sense. I'd recommend you start with perhaps the Gospel of John, particularly if you're new to the faith and just trying to uh, get started in your daily walk with the Lord. Perhaps the Gospel of John, the Gospel of Matthew or Mark. Another option would be to read Galatians or Ephesians, Philippians, or Colossians, and just read one chapter or so at a time and take in what the Lord would teach you. Question number four, should I use a devotional? And many people find devotionals helpful, and I have too off and on. I just want to caution you to remember that a devotional is not God's Word. So if we use a devotional, it's fine as guidance and inspiration and so on, but we want to spend specific time in God's Word in addition to that time in the devotional. Sometimes devotionals have, you know, a page of the author's um, thoughts and writings, and then just one scripture, one passage, one verse that they look at. But I'd encourage you to, if you do use a devotional like that, to also read an entire perhaps paragraph or chapter that's related to that verse that they're talking about. Question number five, should I journal or write down what I'm doing? Particularly in the format that I talked about before, observation, interpretation, and application. It's really important that we write that down. I don't do it on a daily basis, truthfully. I do have a quiet time daily. I think it's extremely important, and I've made that a priority in my life. I pray, I read scripture, I pray back to God what I've learned and what is on my heart that day. I try to write things down, however, at least once or twice weekly as a discipline. It's extremely helpful. For me, it's helpful to just remember what I've read that day, and I can carry it throughout the day with uh, in my thoughts if I write it down. So I would recommend, yes, write down your thoughts in that observation, interpretation, application format. Question number six, what should I read, and how long should I spend in my quiet time? There's a great... Um, Guideline, uh, I guess, or a little pamphlet that was written by the navigators called Seven Minutes with God, I think is the name of it. You can Google it and find that online, or at least excerpts from it. But that gives a very nice way to start having a quiet time. Seven minutes with God is a way to start. It's certainly not the way to uh, end. As we grow and grow in our relationship with the Lord, seven minutes is not nearly long enough, but it's a great way to start. Another question that people might have is, what are some resources we can use as we study the Word? I found most helpful a website called blueletterbible.org, blueletterbible.org. It's full of resources in terms of definitions of words, scripture passages, and cross-references. Another great reference online is Bible.org, Bible.org. It's from a conservative standpoint and has a lot of really great articles. Finally, I would recommend a resource online called Lumina, L-U-M-I-N-A, dot Bible.org. This is an online version of the Net Bible, N-E-T Bible. And for each verse, it has translation or reasons for um, the interpreters to translate a certain word a certain way. So it's extremely good for research. In addition, it has an excellent online commentary by Thomas Constable. So I would urge you to look at that, lumina.bible.org. I hope these ideas have been helpful for you as you think about starting a daily time with the Lord, just a time to get to know Him better observation, interpretation, application. It's doable, and I would encourage you to embark on that journey if you have not done so. And perhaps you're already doing your quiet time and have other techniques. Let me know about them. I'd like to pass them on to other people. If you could, you can email me at radio at kansasnavs.org. That's radio at kansasnavs.org. Join me again next time for our fourth and final podcast in this series where we share some principles that people have used over the years to do more in-depth Bible study. I know you won't want to miss that as we learn more about making disciples naturally.